You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, a show about pop and geek culture. In case you were worried, it was a show about nothing. <laughs> I'm Cody, and and I'm the I'm the George. <laughs> I'm Sam, and I'm I'd like to be the Kramer, but I'm probably the Jerry. <laughs> I'm Josh, and I'm the I'm the soup guy. <laughs> the, uh, I'm pretty sure you're the Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're the Kramer. How am I the Kramer? Well, the hair, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sam, and I guess I'm Elaine. <laughs> by by default, you're Elaine. <laughs> uh, you got good dance moves. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Definitely not a full body dry heave. <laughs> is that what the, is that what they called it on the show? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you all for tuning in this week. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! (laughs) I love Uh, this soundboard. I love it. I love the soundboard so much. It's going to take some getting used to. It is, yeah. It is definitely your, your favorite new toy. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. Eventually, I'll be able to get through the check it out without laughing. <laughs> yes, once we become jaded and it grating on our souls, <laughs> like every other um, morning radio show. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and start with my check Um, first one I did. I uh, I picked up the uh, Ring Fit Adventure game for the uh, the Switch, and I've. Uh, played that a little bit and wow that is a workout (laughs) yeah it is yeah yeah yep all right so essentially what it is it's a game for the switch but it's like a guided uh exercise program kind of set in the framework of it being an rpg um and it comes with this peripheral it's like a resistance like circle or ring ring yeah resistance ring or something it's like this thick rubber i think pilates uses it Oh, is that what that is? Okay, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, it's yeah. a Pilates ring, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's a Pilates ring with a um, spot for one of your Joy-Cons with, um, you know, motion sensors on it. And then there's a leg band that goes on one of your legs. And it senses when you are when you stand up, when you crouch, when you sit, when you squeeze in on the ring, when you pull out on the ring. And it's con- it, you're constantly moving with that thing. Like, it has you jog in place and then pick up your knees to like hop up steps and then you're like you get to like monsters because it's an RPG and you have to like do exercises to do attacks and I tell you what I played it for 20 minutes uh I played it twice for 20 minutes each and I thought I was going to die <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I I've played it once and my asthma got real real bad and I was just like huffing and puffing through the whole thing. Like, I'm sure if the neighbors could hear me, they were probably considering calling the ambulance. <laughs> or hitting the wall with a broomstick. Yeah. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It it's, is a, it's a lot of fun. It actually feels like a game mm-hmm. and an exercise thing. Like, it, it's, it's so gamey that it is fun. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, is. It succeeds in its goal. <laughs> absolutely, I really like the graphics in it. It's kind of a. It's definitely cartoony, but not like a hyper cartoon stylized. It's like a pol- polygonal kind of thing. Uh, I like how a lot of the enemies, like the little monsters that you fight, are anthropomorphized um, gym equipment. I fought a kettlebell the other day, but its eye was like the uh, the handle, and it had a big mouth on it. It was pretty cool. And then the the, sound, uh, the soundtrack slaps too. The sound the soundtrack is really good. Um, what do you think of the uh, the main evil villain boss, Dragon Man? He's a buff dude. He's a buff dude and with re- mesh shirt. I really didn't. I really didn't need the added detail of the sweat um, sliding down his muscles. I thought that's kind of weird. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely didn't need that buff Dragon Man to be wearing a mesh shirt. 
but <laughs> but there he is. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> I'm sure there's a corner of the internet that's very thirsty for uh, Drago. <laughs> Drake, yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I really enjoy it. I uh, I actually think I'm going to stick with this one. Uh, gotta gotta do something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with uh, with this uh, exercise program. It's pretty cool. I like it. I mean, I know you hate running. I do hate running. Um, this game has you run in place, and that's okay, I guess, because it's in short bursts. But yeah, overall, not a fan of running. Not a not a huge fan of it. I'll be curious to see what if they uh, implement the uh, Pilates ring into any other games like uh, Mario Kart or anything like that. I could see them using something using that as like an added peripheral. That would be kind of cool. It's hmm. sold enough. You'd think they would. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Nintendo loves to make a peripheral and then use it once. That's true. I mean, look <laughs> look how look how far uh, we fit crashed and burned. Yeah. Yeah. You guys this... still use your 3DS stand from uh, Kid Icarus? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a Me. thing. Me yeah, either. It came with a stand so you could so you didn't have to hold it up with both hands. It still hurt your hands to play it, but <laughs> that <laughs> was probably... their concession. Like, we'll use this, I guess. Yeah, we're they, not changing the controls. They probably developed that stand because they saw Sakurai testing the game and he practically destroyed his hands doing so. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Sakurai, I haven't played Min Min yet, but have you? <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah, I have. And boy, it's a shame that the character is as cool looking as she is because, boy, I don't like playing as Min Min. <laughs> her control scheme is just so weird and it feels like if I understand what they're going for by making her play the way she does because she plays kind of like if you would take an arms character and turn her into a like a flat plane two-dimensional fighting character instead of a behind the camera third person character like like arms but the whole gimmick of having the A and B buttons control each one of her different arms. It seems like they limited her usefulness in the game because they took away attacks in exchange from her that other characters have in exchange for having this gimmick. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like, like Terry had, you know, all, all the characters have a, an up B, a down B, a side B and a neutral B. Min Min doesn't have that. Her down B basic is just a switch through hands. Her uppy is a jump that is only useful when you're on the ground, so the air recovery is not very good. And her neutral B and side B are just controlling one of her two arms. So they've really kind of limited her usefulness. The grapple is good. She has a long-range grapple, and they it does a little more damage than average, than average characters. But on the whole, it, you know, it's a cool character, cool concept. Not for me, and I don't see a, a whole lot of people playing the the character uh, down the line. It's interesting to see them break from the basic formula, though. And, oh yeah, no, and that's do a character that's different. Yeah, that's really cool. And when they do that with certain characters, it turns out really well. Like like your Ken, Ryu, and Terry, where they play more like fighting game characters, where you can put input the motions or. If you're doing a one-on-one -on -one match, they will auto flip sides from, so they're always facing their opponent or like, uh, the hero from, uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest where his down B is basically a random attack. And that's a cool gimmick. Most of the times gimmicks work in this particular case. I don't think the gimmick for Min Min is, is quite there. I, I, and I wish, I wish they would have done something a little different. I just think yeah, they need I to make another arms. Oh, yeah, yeah, they need to do another ARMS, for sure, because that's a fun game on its own. Maybe uh, mix a little Power Stone in there and make it play a little more like that. Oh, like a 4 Oh, four man, Power arms. Stone, that's a game I haven't played or yeah. heard of in a long time. Oh, that would be fun. I would be I would be in for some Power Stone ARMS crossover. That would be cool. Hey, you guys try that Ninjala game yet? I played one match and I won and then it disconnected me while I was winning and then I never played it again. <laughs> I have yeah, little to no interest. Good. 
Really? Yeah. It's so so this is the Splatoon, kind of... but swords, right? Sword? Yeah. More or less. Oh, visually, yeah, it's Splatoon. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and boring. Hmm. Like, I played, I played, got second place, and I wasn't even using a fast weapon. And I, all I really felt like I was doing was just mashing the attack button. Yeah, it feels like like when you get into a, into a one-on-one combat, like it's arbitrary whether you win or not. I mean, I, I haven't played it enough to completely wrap my head around like the mechanics, but it does seem like too simple. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's 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 definitely not as polished as something like like it's really clunky. Yeah. That and after I got kicked, it wouldn't let me reconnect, and like it was acting really weird. So, oh, so like the server's not quite there. Yeah, of course huh. it was the day it came out when I was trying it, so that that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be. Yeah, I got. I didn't like that. I didn't care for it. Hmm. I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I checked out one other thing uh, I could talk about real quick. Um, so there is a new movie on Netflix called uh, Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. Uh, oh, we almost we've almost watched that a couple times. Oh, it's it's really good. It's really funny. This is the new uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Rachel McAdams movie, and it has some vibes of like Talladega Nights, kind of the uh, underdog story, or like uh, Blades of Glory, kind of. Oh. Uh. I miss those Will Ferrell comedies. Yeah, yeah, it's not like full blown Anchorman or anything like that, but it's uh, it's really good. the The music is surprisingly good. There's some really good tracks from that movie. Outside of McAdams and Ferrell, uh, there aren't a ton of uh, well known actors. I mean, Pierce Brosnan is in it in kind of a minor role. And um, I forget the guy's name, but he played the CGI beast in the uh, terrible, horrible, awful live action Beauty and the Beast. So might as well have been a a cartoon, but um, he is in that. But uh, other than that, not really like a star studded film. That's okay. It's not necessary. Um, But it's just really, really good, really funny stuff. I kind of wish theaters uh were open uh because this would have done really well in in theaters i think i think i mean a lot of people are going to see it on netflix and they're doing a pretty good job promoting it but uh yeah (laughs) you know i don't really have anything else to say about uh the eurovision movie it's it's really good it's on netflix check it out it's worth checking out i mean it's got will ferrell and stuff in it i'm i'll don't get me in another reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, Netflix, we're two episodes deep in the new uh, Unsolved Mysteries series. Oh, cool! And uh, it's it's really good. The two, it's a little different than the original. There's no host, which I mean, it's fine. It's just more like those modern documentaries. Exactly, and uh, there there's only one story per per episode instead of it being like a grab bag of weird stuff. But but the stories are really good. It's still got the excellent theme song. Um, mm-hmm. Not as many reenactments. There's like a little bit here and there, but it's not like full on corny reenactments. <laughs> uh, the first episode's a, a UFO story that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, and, I would uh, hope so. It's like extra wild. Oh yeah, it goes places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's UFO. Yeah, yeah. there's literally go places. <laughs> Well, there's one part where people get picked up out of their car and then wake up like three hours later and people are sitting in different places in the car. Like the aliens put them in the wrong place when they put them back. (laughs) They put the grandma in the driver's seats who didn't drive. Yeah. The aliens were like the eldest. The eldest human drives the vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how their hierarchy works. Yeah. Someone got in trouble. Yeah. Like, you you cannot tell Maligulon Prime what just happened, or we are both screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to go back to the Grablax mines again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the second episode is, like, a, a missing person, like, murder mystery 
that is like hardcore tough. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's about a mom that has like what was it six daughters, mm-hmm. and she start she murders her husband her like their stepdad. And oh wow! One of them sees it happen and has to like hold on to this information for their entire life, and then she disappears. So, you know, their mom is is killing people and her own daughter. Oh, jeez. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. I think I I have to say that for legal reasons. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, like, they've picked really, really good mysteries so far. Hmm. Stuff you haven't heard a million times on every podcast. (laughs) Right. We watched Doctor Sleep the other night, and... That was really good. Oh yeah, it yeah, was good. I saw, I, cool. I saw you post about that. It's it's just an excellent, you know, Stephen King story. Yeah, I saw where it connected a bu- or took a lot of stuff from the Kubrick. Yeah, uh, it takes a a little bit from both places and like melds it into one cohesive story really well. See, that's cool. Mm. That's cool that that is taking from both because. Uh, for the folks who don't know, Doctor Sleep is a kind of sequel to The Shining, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's basically Stephen King went well. What would happen to Danny Torrance as an adult? And that's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, performances are really great. Uh, Ewan McGregor is kind of a weird choice for an adult Danny Torrance, I thought, but he didn't do bad because he's Ewan McGregor. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it where I'm like, oh, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he's like definitely the highlight of the Star Wars prequels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady that plays uh, Rose the Hat, the, the villain of the movie, is is very good. She's v- very menacing. She starts out seeming whimsical and like, oh, I'm a bohemian weird lady to just being straight up like totally evil by the end. Huh. But I would definitely recommend it if you're into anything Stephen King related. Yeah, it sounds really good. I've that's one and, that I was meaning to check out, but uh, haven't. Yeah, yet. if if you like the the Kubrick movie, there's a ton of stuff in there for you too. Oh, cool. I mean, plus it's a Stephen King book that came out real recently, and it all, and it already got made into. A- yeah, they usually mine his old stuff forever. It's nice to see him do a new one for once. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are there classic cars, street toughs, and is it set in Maine? That's the question. No. No? Cause that's, no on all of it. Really? Because that's, that's usually like a hallmark of almost all of his stories, right? It might it might be in Maine. I don't remember. What? Do you remember? There's a couple places. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of traveling. In yeah. Maine. Okay. They're in Ohio at one point. They drive through Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, like most people, they just drive on they through. Just drive on through, and nothing of importance happened. <laughs> um, see, I check. I I've watched a few things over the last week or so. Uh, we watched. Uh, have you watched uh, F and the Family? On I, I, I've seen a couple episodes. I thought it was okay. I mean, I we watched all four seasons of it. <laughs> I mean, once we got started, we just kind of just kept going. <laughs> Like, there's some really good jokes and stuff in it, and it's really interesting how they, like, it seems like they caught the essence of the 70s, or the mid-70s. As far as you know. <laughs> uh, I guess, but also, like, in a really satirical kind of Bill Burr way. Um, basically, the show is, a uh, how to put it, um, you follow this family, and it's in this town, you you follow this family, the uh, the Murphys, and their jackhole of a dad. And Bill Burr does the voice of the of the dad. I mean, it's funny. It's also incredibly vulgar and gross at times. I think the dad is what put me off about it. I'm like, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a super jerk. He's a big old jerk. But there are times when he kind of like realizes how much of a of a jerk he is, and he kind of grows a little bit from it, but then he, like, has relapse of jerkness. <laughs> and, like, sometimes you get, like, actual references from the 70s, but then there's a bunch of stuff that's, like, parallels, but they have different names of things. But they also talk a lot about, like, uh, like 
kind of like that toxic masculinity of that era, and also a lot of the the racism. <laughs> what else did we watch? Oh, I watched a bunch of more episodes of Sabrina. Oh, cool. Um, the last episode I remember watching was the Feast of Feast episodes. I don't remember that far back. <laughs> what is it? Um, uh, a, a witch gets picked to be basically oh. sacrificed and cannibalized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, huh. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm still not really sure where I'm sitting on the show. It's wild how dark it gets without actually being dark. Like, it, they know. do I stuff like I, that, but, like, the overall sh- tone of the show is still, like, positive. <laughs> uh, sometimes. I'm still finding... I'm still find, I'm still struggling to try to like Aunt Zelda. Oh, she gets better. I'm glad she gets better, but right now I'm like, I don't care for you much. <laughs> and then it took me a minute to realize Melissa Gomez's character, like where I knew her from, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's Missy. <laughs> yeah. She's great on Sabrina, though. Yeah. Well, and on is. Doctor Who, both. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, she was probably one of my favorite villains in Doctor Who for like. In a long time. She was probably the high point of that particular series. Oh yeah, that era of Doctor, yeah. Yeah. Even though I, I liked Capaldi, I just didn't like the writing. Which we've had I that like... discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't like the um, the first few episodes of Capaldi, but it really Oh grew. yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, the first, they, it's like they didn't know what to do with him for the first three episodes. They're like, yeah. oh, he's he's mean, and they're like, oh, that's not working. That's course correct that one. <laughs> not only that, but they were throwing in like weird cartoon noises, sound effects, and stuff of random yeah. creepy ass. Yeah, yeah, the the clown hammer sound Oops. was was a bit was a bit much in that one episode. Um, yeah, I was I was dumbstruck by that. Like, yeah, ugh. <laughs> well, didn't we, Cody, didn't we watch that, you, me, and Samantha, at the Grandview Theater when they yeah, were doing, we did. yeah, the Doctor Who's there before the Studio 35 mm-hmm. bought it? Yeah. Yeah, back when we were doing it every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly think, now I don't know much about Doctor Who, but I have seen a good share of the Capaldi season. Uh, it almost felt like that first series with him was like the writers going, okay, we have a doctor who that is not a backdoor, you know, sex symbol or not sex symbol, but like fangirls are not going to fawn all over Capaldi. Like they did Matt Smith and David Tennant and Eccleston to a lesser extent. We need, I mean, yeah, he definitely wasn't the the pretty boy doctor. He wasn't the pretty boy doctor. And so they were kind of scrambling that first series to kind of figure out, okay, what what can we do? Does that make... Is that close yeah, to that, kind of what was going on? Yep. Okay. That feels accurate. <laughs> Definitely. All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a uh, break here, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. There's a man who leads a life of Chance he takes Odds are he won't live to see 
secret agent man. Hey everybody, we're back. That was uh, Blues Traveler's cover of Secret Agent Man from the uh, Ace Ventura Wind Nature Calls soundtrack. Oh, uh, righty then. <laughs> <laughs> I love we, the we soundboard. Had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of uh, Ace Ventura related requests for the soundboard, so uh thought that was the best way to work it in. Uh, <laughs> as good as any, yeah. Well, we'll get into those requests a little bit later on in the show. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's get into a little bit of this news. All righty then. Alrighty then. Say <laughs> <laughs> news. News. I forgot I had a news stinger, but there it is. Yeah, that's that's there why that's why I set it up for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is taking some getting used to. <laughs> All right, so hey, let's get into let's talk about some stuff. Um, we're gonna start off things kind of with a bummer. We don't usually talk about celebrity deaths uh, on the show. I don't want to talk spend too much time on this. This past week, we lost famous comedy writer, director, actor Carl Reiner. Most folks like nowadays would probably know him as one of the Ocean's Eleven guys, but he had a very long career as a TV writer, as an actor. He wrote for the Sid Caesar show uh, way back when he was uh, he co-created the Dick Van Dyke show and was a major character on that. And he did a lot of stand-up stuff with uh, Mel Brooks. Mel, he and Mel Brooks had a running bit called the 2000 year old man. That was basically them just riffing off of each other where he played the straight man uh, interviewing a 2000 year old guy played by Mel Brooks. And they put out like five or six comedy records um it's really sad it's really a shame he was like i think he was 90 he was like 98 he was he was pretty high up there but mel brooks um, i think is 2000 years old now he's he's getting there yeah but uh no it's actually kind of uh it's kind of sweet they're um they've been friends forever and i guess they they sat and watched uh, jeopardy every night together in their older age but uh, uh, that is really sweet. Yeah. But uh, no, Carl Reiner, look up some of his stuff. He has um, I'm doing him a disservice. You know, I'm sure I'm missing over a bunch of stuff. If you've seen the movie, The Jerk, I think he was the director of The Jerk. But there was a scene in which so the Steve Martin character creates the Omni grab, the glasses handle that are in the center of your face and everything's going great for him. And then all of a sudden this director puts out a PSA saying this thing makes you go permanently cross-eyed and that's Carl Reiner playing that, that part. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah. He directed, he directed the jerk. Uh, yeah. So he's done so much, so much stuff. Um, I mean, when you're in showbiz that long, he was in the last Toy Story had... movie. He was in Toy Story four as Carl Rhinoceros, <laughs> the toy. Oh. I still need to see that too. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking over some of his filmography, uh, some of the more recent stuff. He was the Wizard on Justice League Action. He um. Wait, like the Wizard as like the Wizard Shazam? Yeah, he was Shazam. Huh. On Justice League Action. Of course, like I mentioned, the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, he's done a lot of like bit stuff here recently. He, I think he directed Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is another Steve Martin movie, which is actually kind of a neat concept. I know the the concept of this one. So what it is, is Steve Martin inserted himself into a bunch of old black and white noir films. Like they would take the reverse shot and Steve Martin would work uh, goofy dialogue into the reverse of like him talking to Humphrey Bogart all of a sudden from Casablanca or uh, you know other other films kind of like that. But so uh, kind of like um, the like Hey There Tiger Lily or something. Yeah, kind of like Hey There Tiger Lily. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's you know it's it's pretty sad that that uh, we're that we lost Carl Reiner. He's actually um, if you look at his Twitter, he was actually very very active on Twitter and was very much an activist for like 
uh, political reform and like calling out uh, the current trends and things as I don't want to get into as they are not going to get any deeper into it. Carl Reiner was a very cool dude and uh, yeah, he'll be missed. And look up the uh, the two thousand year old man. It's a really good, interesting um, comedy bit that they did. In fact, in high school, I was on a um, Elgin had like a a speech team. Basically, you it's competitive speech giving, and you would memorize like a ten minute thing, and you would act out all the parts. And uh, the year I did it, I did a two thousand year old man uh, sketch. That's nice. Cool. I was terrible at it. But the sketch was really funny. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good stuff. So anyway, past the sad stuff. Let's talk about something else. Transitions. We're good at them. <laughs> Star wipe. Star, Star yes. Yeah. <laughs> Star okay. wipe into a Fallout TV series. Okay, sure. That was It was announced today that uh, Amazon Studios and the people that made uh, Westworld uh, are doing a Fallout TV show, I guess. Okay, now I imagine qu- on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Now the question is, will this Fallout TV series crash the Amazon Prime app? <laughs> <laughs> it deletes everything on your Fire Stick. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it clips your Fire Stick through your TV. Yeah. Well, you no <laughs> clip into your TV. <laughs> it's it's based on uh, Fallout seventy six, and there's no other human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, isn't that just Westworld? What? Isn't that just Westworld? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so so what is I this? Think... Um, have they gone into any details of what this show is going to be about, or is it just? Oh, hey, I think it just got announced. Okay. Well, for the folks who don't know, what is the main setting of Fallout? What is well, if you had to guess, what would this show be about? Well, Fallout takes place in a like a retro futuristic apocalypse, like after the bombs fell type of situation. Yeah, um, but it's really tongue in cheek at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's like the future of what the 1950s thought the future would look like, but grimy because it actually bombs dropped and things, right? Yeah. Um, the United States got into a war with China, and the whole world was destroyed. But the only part that really mattered, you know, is out in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and your main character is is all well, not always, but usually somebody that was locked into a vault that to keep everybody safe until after the nuclear fallout happened. Hence the name of the game. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool kind of look to it. There's a, like a lot of fifties uh, car like um, what what do you call that Art Deco? Is that what that is? Or is that art? It's it's neo futurist, isn't ne- it? Neo futurist. Okay, yeah. It's like the Art Deco the, is Bioshock. Oh yeah. Okay. Kind of like the Rocketeer a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like the Rocketeer's helmet. If the Rocketeer was, like, covered in dirt and radioactive. Basically, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, that's... And no Nazis. Yeah, well, yeah. But, no, this is actually a really interesting um, premise, like, a setting for a show, and because there is so little plot to the Fallout games, um, they can well, no, really... There's, there's plenty of plot. Oh, there is? Okay. I guess yeah. I'm just thinking there's of no 76. Fallout 76. Where there's no plot. Wait, What? There's no plot to 76. I guess that's what I was oh. thinking. They could basically they, take no, this they're premise. Still... <laughs> they're still okay. Well, then, uh, yeah, they could basically take this premise and do whatever they want with it is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah, they definitely could. I, I think it has potential. There's enough, there's enough room to be creative in that particular world that as long as they like make it look like Fallout, they're they're golden. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, have you know, have some of the you know the fan favorites like some power armor from the Brotherhood of Steel and you know, some super mutants, some mole rats, and, and, a, and a and a I don't know, and like a obligatory vault boy in every episode or something. I mean, I probably I probably won't watch it, but you know, I'm sure lots of people will. Every camera shot will be straight on, uh, straight onto the person talking's face. <laughs> Everyone will zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what? It'll be set up like one of that Black Mirror episode. Um, was it Ban- Bandersnatch or whatever? Where every dialogue tree is different and you have to click on a different thing to go to a different part of the episode. That'd be more fun. Yeah, that'd be more (laughs) fun than 76. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, hey, speaking of uh, TV and stuff, there are a couple of uh, uh, shows that were announced that they are going to be uh, returning. Uh, First one is Beavis and Butthead. Yay? Yeah. They brought it back once before, and it was great. So I'm assuming it will be again. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. My thing is, what are they gonna what are they gonna riff this time? There's still music videos. Yeah, they still make music videos. I guess they're they're not they're not as big a thing as they once were. And I mean, they could they could also take it in a just general YouTube video riffing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like riff. Uh, yeah. Riff uh, uh, viral videos or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, could, I could see that working honestly if they just riff YouTube stuff. Yeah, I think I think that would work as long as they as they do it right. I mean, I didn't see is um, Mike Judge is part of this, right? He's yes. Yeah, good. Well, then, well, then, good. I have no problem with it. Then that was really kind of the only thing that I was kind of you know concerned about. Yeah, I'm not worried about it at all because, like I said, they brought it back once in like the the 2010s. The uh, MTV reality shows. Yeah, and oh, it was, yeah, it was right. like it never left. Like it was still the same. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead, at least for like the actual like cartoon episode bits, mm-hmm. the stories. <laughs> but now it's like I don't know. Like I might give it a shot, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's been so gone. It's been so far gone now. I, I, I I'm not worried about it. I think they'll do a good job. <laughs> I, I love Beavis and Butthead. I, I love those dumb dumb boys. <laughs> you think? Uh, I think they'll. You know they'll. Make it more modern. I hope. I'll bet, I'll bet it'll look exactly the same. Like the same crappy animation. Oh yeah, that's part of the charm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It yeah. looks like it came out of an angry kid's notebook. <laughs> that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic for, for the return of Beavis and Butthead, but uh, yeah. Uh, the other show that's making a return is Clone High. Now, this is one that I've seen a single episode of. Um, I know more of it than know it in actuality. Um, but Cody, you yeah, I don't want. You've I, yeah, seen I've this. seen most of it. Yeah. So, what is Clone High? It is an animated show about clones of historical figures going to high school, um, and it's by. Uh, Lord and Miller, who uh, have passed Clone High, have become incredibly like successful. <laughs> yeah, with stuff like the Lego Movie and uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and uh, the good parts of Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, um, I am interested in going back and watching the original clone high to see what because i have not heard a negative thing about it people who have watched the show usually have nothing but good things to say about it oh yeah it's very funny and very meta um it's been a long time since i've watched it but it's it's very much you know their sense of humor like if you've liked a lord and miller thing Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's definitely their stuff yeah, so this is the one that has like the modern day clone of Abe Lincoln and Gandhi and uh, Cleopatra and stuff like that, right? Yeah. 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 And has a really nice uh, art style too. Very. Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of like what, what pictures I've seen of it. Kind of remind me of that uh, that those total drama cartoons. I was gonna say the same thing. It kind of looks like that, or maybe a. Uh, I don't want to call it a Butch Hartman style, but it kind of looks like that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like the total drama people are doing a bad impression of Clone High. Oh, okay, yeah. That's how I would describe it. I, it's kind of uh, like the Clerks cartoon a little bit, maybe not as thick of lines. Yeah, very flat, very cartoony, but uh, yeah. It's just one of the fresher animated series they've ever done. It just felt 
Does fresh make sense? Is it no, just fre- different? Yeah, fresh makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely know where you're coming from with it for sure. It was it was an animated show for like adults and older kids that wasn't like the same old like a family that says swear words or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so speaking of uh, Beavis and Butthead related shows, this isn't on the list, but. I read the other day that Comedy Central picked up a show based on uh, the Jody character from Daria. Oh, really? Huh. Which I know they talked about working on that that concept in the past, but like Comedy Central finally did pick it up. Now, which one? Which one was that? I mean, the I, one with I kn- the black hair and the red shirt. What? What? The character, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Which? That was Daria's friend, I. Think. No, that's you're thinking of Jane Lane. Uh, Jody was uh was the African American girl. Oh, oh, her. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, and, and I haven't wa- I about, haven't seen a lot of Daria her either. As an adult. Okay. Uh, dealing with being a black woman in the city, I guess. Okay. I mean, hey, that's that's cool. I I didn't watch a lot of Daria uh growing up, admittedly. So um. Uh, my my frame of reference on this is not not great, but it's another one of those that seemed to be really popular with the folks that watched it. Uh, do you think that it would have the same kind of cultural relevance today that Daria did back then, or is it like, or is this like apples and oranges because it's a different focal character and a different, you know, trying to tell a different story? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot different than Daria. I I think. A, an animated show about a single black woman is very relevant today and a that's, good idea. That's true. Yeah, that, um, that is true. But yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of Daria in the idea because it's just Daria was such a high school focused character. Okay. Okay. I, I think Daria post high school is a very different person. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like most of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of her angst would go away post high school. Yeah, I would say so. Again, having almost no frame of reference for the character, but yeah, I, I love Daria. I thought it was a great show. With another yeah, really art style, it. I really liked. It. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was just gonna write say I really liked the art style of Daria. Did my judge have anything to do with Daria? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> He gave he gave them his blessing and that was it and it was probably better for it because it's a very I, female focused show. Yeah, hmm. definitely something Mike Judge doesn't handle stellarly. I mean, there, there there are times, but yeah, I can't think of anything he's done where I was just like that was a well really well written female character. I mean, King of the Hill has great characters in general. Well, King yeah, King of the Hill for sure, but uh, yeah. Yeah, King of the Hill is one of the best written uh, animated comedies of all time. You know, I don't think I appreciated it as much growing up as I do now. But yeah, King of the Hill is really good. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it as much growing up either because it's just not. It's so grounded. Yeah. I mean, my favorite episodes of King of the Hill were the kind of the wilder ones, like the one where with the earthquake and the... uh, uh, Hank had to work at the Megalomart. <laughs> oh yeah, because Megalomart started selling propane, and uh, mm-hmm. and Strickland had to sell uh, Strickland propane north or whatever it is. Right, and uh, famous French horn player Chuck Mangione went to live <laughs> inside the Megalomart and build himself a, a, a fort out of toilet paper tubes <laughs> and. And well, that, that's a paper towels, episode, but yeah. a different episode, but yes, yeah, I say it's so grounded, but my favorite character is Dale Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> the most cartoon like of all the characters. <laughs> yeah. Except for that episode where he became like an HR manager, of some adhesives company. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all the characters go... are so well established. Oh yeah. You feel like, you know, you yes know them. No. I mean, yes and no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you never really get a lot on. I mean, you get a lot of a lot on the uh, on all the characters, but Boomhauer. Well, that's, well, that's the part point. of the fun. He's, is he's the mystery man? 
Yeah. <laughs> and over the years, you learn a lot about Boomhauer. He's he almost got married in that one episode, and he slows down his talking when he speaks to his grandmother. There, I remember that one episode where they they promoted you get to hear Boomhauer actually make sense. <laughs> oh yeah, when um yeah when they're working at the uh they're volunteer firemen and like they're all like recapping whatever happened that day. And then in Boomhauer's recap, everyone sounds like him, but he sounds normal. <laughs> right? Yeah. God, Bill Dotree was so uh, sad. Or the, or like going back to the one where Hank was working at the Megalomart when uh, the propane tank explodes and he's trying to call 911 and they don't understand him. It's like, dang, oh, Megalomart. <laughs> dang, oh, Megal- Megalomart, yeah. Oh, that episode where with the earthquake and afterwards Chuck Mangione, he can only, every song he played was the song Feels So Good. And they're like in like um, uh, uh, counseling. And I remember him saying, <laughs> you know, maybe every song I play turns into feels so good because I feel so good to be alive. No, that wasn't the earthquake episode. That was the, uh, the propane. Uh, oh, is that the propane? Okay. Support group. Okay. Maybe that is, maybe that was the two parter where they, where yeah. he worked at the Megalomart and then the explosion. That could be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See, it's that's, been... Cause that's the episode where Buckley died. That is the one where Buckley died. Yeah. That's, it's been a long time since I've gone back to watch King of the Hill, admittedly. Oh man, if they if they ever bring King of the Hill back, they're gonna have a hard time because a couple, at least a couple of the cast members are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brittany Murphy died a while ago, and Tom Petty died just like last year. Was it last year? or Was it a couple years? It was, a couple it, years. It was like, okay. It was a couple years. Okay. I was gonna say Tom Petty died a couple years ago. Okay, I know well, we live. Still I know hurts. we live in a world where where time no longer matters, but I think it's been <laughs> a few years. Well, it's, it still sucks. Tom Petty was one of the greats. <laughs> he was. <sighs> All right. Well, hey, um, we're getting pretty close to the end of the show, but uh, before we go, we have some voicemails. We do. We we do. So uh, we got a couple of very quick voicemails. From uh, super listener Jerry. Jerry, thank you very much for calling in. Um, so we put out on the show last week for suggestions for um, things for the soundboard. We're still new to this whole soundboard thing, but uh, I'm going to play these this first voicemail he sent us. And uh, yeah, here we go. All right, then. This is Jerry, and I was just about to do some suggestions for the soundboard. Uh, a couple of things came to mind right off the top of my head. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, you gotta have all righty then. And from Ace Ventura 2, when nature calls, you have to have Chicago. And I'll be tuna. I'll be tuna, everyone. I'll be tuna. And you have to have uh, the Game Over audio from Pac-Man, which kind of sounds like this, if I remember right. It's like... Something like that. Also, if you can find some old Superman cartoon audio, he would, before he go in the phone booth, he'd have his little meek Clark Kent voice. Like, he'd say, this looks like a job. And then he'd come out of the phone booth, and, say, and about four octaves lower, he would say, for Superman, so it sounds like this. This looks like a job for Superman. So if you can find that, that might be fun too. Alrighty then. Bye. <laughs> well, thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, we, we pulled all righty then. So, uh, so far we have one, we have one for you. Um, I feel like that was a fantastic Superman impression. It was a really yeah. good Superman impression. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I used to have that. I used to have that Superman cartoon on VHS. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember watching that as a kid as well. Yeah. And, uh, he actually sent us a second one here. And I'm really excited for this one. So, uh, so here we go. Okay. My phone is recharged. This is Jerry. And I'm going to give this show my seal of approval. And also, if, if I think about it, uh, Cody said something about he wanted to hear some fart noises. So I'll, I'll get to those. These are killer fart noises, by the way. Probably never. I mean, these are world class. You've never heard quality fart noises. Like I got the first, <laughs> first seal of approval. Ready? Or, 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 or. 
oh, oh, oh. I see the approval. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> well, well that, yeah. those were fantastic. And I'll tell you what, with if it's okay with you guys, I think I think I want to replace the official seal of approval sound <laughs> with with Jerry's uh a wonderful rendition of the Absolutely. seal of approval. Is that if that's okay with you guys? Does that sound good? Yes. That sounds like a seal of approval. <laughs> well, Jerry, again, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate you listening and, and taking the time and uh, yeah, we'll work on getting some of those other uh, sound clips. And, uh, and with that, I think we're at the end of the show. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up. You haven't been listening to nerd overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at nerd overload. Now you can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. Leave us a voicemail like our best pal Jerry at uh, 586-372-8020. Keep those uh, suggestions for the soundboard rolling in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep those going. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you have an idea for an older cartoon that you would like to see rebooted or uh, brought back, since we talked about that a lot, um, what are your suggestions? Let's let's get a conversation going. Why not? What the heck? Uh, you can Good also, idea. yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on various uh, podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out. Oh, 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 oh,